You're listening to episode six of Honey Hush. Today, we're breaking down motherhood and business and how we do it. As moms, either today or in the future, all of us feel so many of the same pressures. So if you're struggling to balance it all and to be all the things, this episode is for you. Welcome to Honey Hush, the podcast for up-and-coming and established leaders alike. Every week, we discuss how to win influence with one simple strategy, kindness. Whether you are a successful entrepreneur or still in the dream phase, Honey Hush is for you. Now here are your Hive hostesses, three Southern businesswomen who know a thing or two about using honey to attract the bees, Lacey, Michelle, and Elizabeth. Hi, I'm Lacey, and I'm so glad you're listening today. This subject is so personal and unique to each of us, but I think it's so necessary to talk about. But before we get into it, would you just screenshot this episode and either share it on your Instagram stories or just your favorite social media channel? Because I have a feeling that we're going to want to connect over this one. And chances are there's some working moms in your feed who need to hear it. So let's get into it today. As a working mom, it is so easy to feel crushed under this pressure of being and doing all the things well, right? I know I have felt that since the moment I became a mom. And so I hope that my perspective today gives you some clarity around the fact that perfection is just not what we're going for. What we're going for is to be able to use our unique gifts to do the very best that we can with the time that we have. So For this series, can we just put expectations aside? I mean, can we just take what we think that it should look like to be a working mom and just lay that down for a bit? Because I guarantee that all of our stories are different and all of our gifts are different. So of course, all of our journeys through this whole motherhood and business thing are going to look a lot different. I opened my Pilates studio before I was ever even married, but from the very beginning, I knew that I wanted to be a mom. So I tried to create a model, a business model that could sustain motherhood when the time did come but I did not do it well. (laughs) So I've promised you guys from the beginning that I would openly share my failures with you. And, and like I always say, I just hope that you don't make nearly as many expensive mistakes as I did. But, um, you know, just as I was learning how to create a self-managing company and business, I got pregnant. And because of my sickness and the intensity of it, I was forced out of the day-to-day operations of my studio very suddenly. So While we had made some progress in that area, my business just was not ready for me to not have my hand in it every single day. So because of that, a lot of balls dropped, the quality of the work we were putting out suffered, and most importantly, my weaknesses as a business owner were exposed in a whole new way. Before kids, though, I could just muscle through these weaknesses. I mean, if I identified a problem or a struggle, I had the time to work through it until it was resolved, right? But all that changed when I became a mom because suddenly my family and my child needed me in this whole new way. And gone were the days where I had all this time in the world to devote to finding solutions to these things that I was struggling in. So when I started to realize that my weaknesses were very clear to me and they were being exposed in all of these places in my business, I asked myself three questions. These three questions ended up really kind of paving the path and showing me the path that I needed to take as I continued on in working and in business. So number one was, was I using my unique ability in the work that I was doing? Was I doing what God created me to do in the time that I was working? And 
I think this goes back to what we're passionate about. You know, if you, if you've got a piece of paper and a pen, just write down the first three things that come to mind when you think of your passions. And for me, that is relationships and adding value to people's lives. And I truly think that my strengths lie in that. But what I quickly realized is that my strengths don't lie in QuickBooks and business accounting and all the things that go on behind the closed doors of a small business. So that was very eye-opening. And the second question I asked was, you know, I'm, I'm so passionate in, about these relationships that I've built, but would I lose those if I wasn't the business owner? And that answer was no. No, of course not. These people have become some of the dearest people in my life. I think they're still going to love me if I don't own the business, right? And that was that helped provide a whole lot of clarity. And the third question I asked is, is there someone who can do this better than me? And that answer was yes. I found that I had built something incredible, but now it's a functioning, profitable business. Its needs are different today than they have been over the last six years. And I was not the person to meet them in the way that the business would benefit the most. So if you can imagine a small business that's ready to pack up and go off to college or into its next phase of life, that's kind of how I felt about the studio. And so needless to say, we just, we chose to sell the studio and its new owner is already doing such an incredible job and she's going to be able to use her gifts to take it where it needs to go into this next season. So that definitely feels like a win for all of us. But you know, I want you to know something about small businesses and that is that they are like icebergs. What you see on the outside is such a fraction of what really goes into making them run. You know, there's so many things on a daily basis that are completely unrelated sometimes to what the actual business is. And I know that that was certainly true for us. And so next time you see a small business owner, give them a big hug. But now that I'm freed up from the daily responsibilities of a small business, what does work look like for me? Well, over the past almost two years, I've been working with a company called Beauty Counter out of Santa Monica, California. Um, We are a company that focuses on education and advocacy around getting safer personal care products into the hands of everyone. This all started for me on our journey through infertility, and I started to recognize the need for making safer decisions in our daily life. You know, while I initially wanted just a better and safer product offering for our retail space in the studio and just for our home in general, it has now become a full-time job and an even bigger passion project. So I'm able to work from home, which is a huge blessing, but it is certainly not without its challenges. In addition to that, I am on a podcast now. So that takes time to plan and record and talk strategy with our Honey Hush team. And all of these things fill my cup and give me energy like never before. But I still have to figure out how to make it work with being a mom and being a wife and having a family. So as I think about how I do it all, and I'm like doing the biggest air quotes of all time with my fingers right now, the first thing that comes to mind is that I don't. I absolutely don't. And I don't have this whole mother and motherhood and business thing all tied in a bow, but I am willing to share some things with you that really have helped me tremendously in just trying to figure it all out. So I'm going to give you five things, and I want you to find a pen, find some paper, And write these things down because I think it could be super powerful in you getting, again, more clarity around what this needs to look like for you and your family while totally understanding that this is just what's worked for me. So by no means do I want you to feel um, the pressure or the need to just make this work for what you're doing right now. Just take it as this is what I've got going on and I'm so happy to share it with you. 
So number one is to find your unique ability. You know, when we're working in this, it gives us energy. So if you finish each of your work days feeling completely drained, exhausted, frustrated, just consider what it would feel like to have a job that gives you energy and creates a space where you feel constantly inspired and encouraged. Number two, balance is BS. What picture are we painting for our kids if we live this perfectly balanced life, right? I mean, if at the end of the day, my child only sees me have everything regimented out and I did this much of this and this much of this and I was perfectly you know, present for every single thing, in my mind, isn't that going to put pressure on them to do and to be the same? I mean, what would it look like if we painted a picture that's just transparent about the highs and lows of life. And what if we just showed them that we are doing the best that we can with what we have? And, and what if I can go to my kid and say, Oh buddy, I blew it. I blew it, but I I'm going to get better at this and I'm going to do better next time. What if we live out grace and not just for ourselves, but for other people, I think that could be super powerful. Number three, and this is a new capability that I have recently learned, um, and that is to communicate with your spouse. <laughs> I mean, it, how simple is that? It, it, but for me, like my brain moves in overdrive. I go through life so fast and at a speed where I'm already think of, thinking of five years from now, way before I even deal with five minutes from now. And so in our marriage, that has caused some issues because my husband... If you listen to my um, introduction episode, you heard a little bit about this, but he needs safety and security and he needs to know what the plan is. And I am way too busy just getting into action rather than creating a plan. So I've tried to do a couple of things around this and literally in the last couple of weeks, it has helped a ton. And I've just tried to cast vision for him about where, what, what my desires are and where I would like to go in work and in business, but also giving him some expectations. And so for instance, um, last week we sat down and I said, okay, I have a goal that I would love to, to reach in X month, whatever month it was. But because of that, the next couple of weeks are really critical and I've got a lot of work to get done in this time. So nights might look a little different. I might be up a little bit later. I might be on my phone or at the computer more than I usually would. How do you feel about that? Is that okay? And I think he just appreciated the fact that I recognized and was able to slow down enough to even think to bring that to his attention because in the past, I definitely would not have. So don't hesitate to give your spouse what your schedule for the week is, what your vision for your job is. And then for me, I think that harmony is something that's so much more achievable than balance, right? I mean, there's highs and lows all the time. Some days you're going to kill it at motherhood and you're going to have seven things left on your to-do list at the end of the day. Some days you're going to have a completely checked off to-do list and feel like we blew it as a mom. But please tell me the last time you had your hair perfectly blown out, a full face of makeup, and you killed it at motherhood and business all in a 12-hour period of time because that has never happened for me. So what I have learned that I can do is I can tell my husband, look, Harmony for this for me this week is going to look like this and just paint a picture and create realistic expectations around what it is going to look like. I guarantee you that your spouse is going to be so much more willing to step up and help and be, you know, your partner right right by your side if they just know what to expect from you. 
Number four is decide on the non-negotiables. So this looks different for all of us. Right now, for our family, I'm really trying to protect our evening routine. So our nighttime routine starts at about 4.30 or 5 o'clock. Our little boy eats supper. He makes a huge mess. We run to the bathtub and we have the best time there. And then he knows exactly what's happening next. It's lotion and then it's, you know, pajamas and running around and chasing the dogs for a minute, or maybe it's reading a book. But in that hour and a half or two hour span of time, I really try not to be on my phone or on my computer or have any calls scheduled or anything like that, because that is my time that um, just for this season right now that I'm not going to negotiate on. There are different, different things during the day where if I need to meet a friend for coffee or if I have a, an event at night and I need to, you know, make substitution for, th- for some things, that's okay. Um, but right now I'm really trying to do a really good job of protecting our evening routine with him. And, you know, I have a friend who her thing right now, because of the age of her kids, it's the car line. She tries not to be on the phone when her kids get in the car. And I love that because now, you know, they, they know that mom's going to be available for them when they get in the car and she wants to hear about their day. And, um, when we're working in trying to do all, all of it, it is hard sometimes. And sometimes we can um, maybe not even realize how our kids are being affected by our choices that we're making. Um, but I just, I love when we are able to create healthy boundaries about what that needs to look like. So decide what are your non-negotiables, write those down and then protect them. And then number five is to find a mentor or a trusted advisor. I am not shy about the fact that my husband and I are in marriage counseling. Um, we just have seen the power of it and how it can help us and has helped us. And so outside of that, I do have some safe women who I know that I can take these hard things to, and they're going to hear me. Um, they're going to, you know, provide honesty and perspective and most of all, just loving direction to my life. And those are the people that I share these struggles with. So those are my five. And I hope that as you write those down and as you just spend some time with those questions, I hope that gives you some clarity around where you are in your work life. No matter if you have a business or you work from home or you have an eight to five, I think these are things that can apply to all of us. So I want to get into some questions that you guys sent in on Instagram and I'm really excited about them and I'm I'm not surprised by a couple of them at all because I think that as moms who are working, we all deal with so many of the same things. The most asked question was, how do you balance it all? And again, it's BS. Understanding harmony is means that we can accept the highs and the lows that come throughout each day. But outside of that, we just have to give ourselves grace. We have to give each other grace. You know, I just think that it's so incredibly important um, to accept that because for me, you know, balance can be one thing about, oh, that just means that I'll do a little bit of everything and maybe not to excess. But for me, balance feels like so much pressure. And so if you're that same way, girlfriend, let's switch it to harmony, accept the highs and lows and do the best you can with what you've got. Number two is how do you deal with mom guilt? You know, I would answer this question with a question. Where is the guilt that we feel as moms even coming from? Is it from our kids? Are, you know, are you on the phone every time you pick up your child from carpool? And are they saying, mom, I wish you weren't on the phone all the time. You know, that's something to listen to. And that absolutely can be addressed and dealt with. 
But if our guilt as moms is coming from other people's expectations of how we should be doing this, that is something that you can let go of right this second. I mean, again, what kind of pressure are we putting on our kids if we just show them this picture of perfection? I believe that mom guilt is so real, but I also think it's so important to step back and to ask ourselves, what picture are we painting for our kids? What are we showing them? I mean, I hope that I like to think that my, you know, my baby can't communicate very well right now, but I like to think that if he could, he would be really proud of how hard I'm working. But also, he I believe that he feels so completely loved and adored by me and his dad and, and the rest of our family. So um, I just think that, you know, that the first question to ask yourself is where's the guilt and pressure coming from? And if it's from anyone outside of your immediate family and concerns that are being brought to you by a trusted advisor or mentor out of true love and concern for you, I would let it go. And I love this question. How is reality different from what you expected about motherhood and business? Oh my goodness. It's so completely different. I mean, the hardest part about my pregnancy was just so desperately wanting to know what this would look like and how to do it well and to have a plan before it all happened. But there was no way to figure all that out. And even now, it continues to evolve with every season, right? I mean, I was able to go back to, quote, work. I mean, in my you know, job that's predominantly over my phone and computer, I can do all of it from home. I was able to go back to that really quickly after I had the baby, but then he started crawling and then we moved and then he started walking and now he's running. And so it, I'm having to be more intentional about how I carve out my time. And of course, I don't want to miss a moment with him. So the faster his life starts to move, the more adjustments I have to make. So um, it's it's so interesting to look at the reality now versus my expectations. Um, and they are so different. And I think that's okay. I think that a lot of times we create this expectation and we craft this vision in our head. And when it's different, again, we let that cause us guilt, cause us to feel guilty. And I just think that we waste a lot of our energy when I do when we do that. So The last question is, what inspires you and has that changed from pre and post motherhood? You know, I would say that I'm inspired by a lot of the same things. Um, My main, the thing that gives me the most energy and that I I love and I'm the most passionate about is, again, like I said earlier, to create relationships, to add value to people's lives and to cast vision for what life can look like. I love casting vision. And the only thing that has changed, I think, in my day-to-day life about that since becoming a mom is that my circle is smaller. So what I've done instead, I don't have time to meet a hundred people for coffee a week. Like I wish I could do. I don't, I'm not able to talk on the phone to friends and I'm the worst about checking in with them via text message and all of the things. But what I have tried to do is to expand my social media network and spend just intentional time doing that. I can have a wider reach, but I also have a smaller day-to-day circle when it comes to that. And so I think that it goes back to protecting my time and understanding what I love to do, what I'm passionate about, but how to do that in a way that is using my gifts as, you know, to and do what I'm meant to do, but also take care of my top priority, which is my family and my marriage. Um, guys, it's not easy. It's hard stuff. But overall, I just hope that you leave today giving yourself a whole lot of grace. Um, I hope you'll go back to those five things and craft your own narrative, figure out what this needs to look like for you. And I am so excited to connect with you about this episode. I'm so intrigued about how you feel about where you are in your work life and your mom life and the balance of it all. 
And if you're a stay-at-home mom who's just craving more or wondering what work could look like for you, reach out to us. We would love to talk to you about, you know, we would love to brainstorm. Again, I said, I love to cast vision. We will figure out what that could look like for you, um, you know, in the midst of being a mom and again, taking care of your priorities. So thank you so much for listening to this. It would mean the world to us to connect with you on Instagram or social media. So please reach out to us, screenshot this and share it, subscribe. When you subscribe, big, big things happen. And we are so excited to continue this for you. So I hope you are leaving today prepared to give yourself a lot of grace and also extend that to all those working moms in your life. And cheers to you, sister. I know that you're killing it. And we're so, so thankful you're here in the hive. We will meet you right here on the next episode of Honey Hush. Mm -hmm.